everybody welcome you are listening to the anointed and the appointed podcast with your host nathan gasford live from lori missouri beautiful lake of those arcs i'm so glad that you're here listening today going to be covering some stuff today that's important on the area of mind games Oh, those mind games. Again, I am so glad that you're listening today. Whether you're driving to work, maybe you're driving home after work, lunch break, it doesn't really matter. Just appreciate you tuning in, my friends. Today's going to be good. I have some stuff that I really hope that blesses you. And, you know, see, the enemy is always after our thought life, always. He knows that now that we're born again, He can't get to our spirits, but he can send thoughts that are completely against the word of God and try to get us into what? Temptation and doubt. See, his battlefield is your mind and my mind, and his devices are tools and lies, condemnation, shame, maybe doubt, getting you to give up and to give in. You know, he's kind of like if you went with a rubber mallet and you just went and you hit that wall. And, you know, little by little, time after time, hit after hit, Eventually, you're going to get a crack. It's going to split a little bit bigger, a little bit wider, and before you know it, you're going you're gonna to end up hitting, punching your way in. But it was blow after blow. Isn't that what the enemy does? He comes in blow after blow, thought after thought. He just won't give up. See, he's always coming in, like I said, blow after blow, lie after lie, trying to wear you out and to get you to quit. But with everything he's saying is just a lie from the pit of hell anyways. He's just trying to get us to lay down and defeat and not finish our race that's set before us. But here's the thing. You have to remember that he hates us, that he's jealous of us, that he's out to kill, steal, and destroy. Isn't that what John 10.10 says? Well, here's the thing. If he can lie to us and get us to believe those lies, he's ultimately doing what? He's killing us. See, his mind game is to get us to bite the bait of things like, what about you're not good enough? You don't have what it takes. You don't have enough money. You'll never get healed. You're just worthless and you're not a son of God. Listen, if we bite that bait, we're allowing these lies to kill us, steal from us, and destroy us. See, he can't kill us physically, but he can use mind games to get us to believe and to meditate on those lies, ultimately causing self-destruction for ourselves. Maybe it's just me, but I hope this is speaking to you, you know, to you today. The enemy comes in and he wants to disrupt our lives. And how does he do it? Through those thoughts, suggestions, ideas that go against the word. That's why it's so important, my friends, that we get grounded and rooted in the word so we know what it says. So when the enemy comes to do what he does, we remember what the word says and we run him off. See, it's funny that it says in Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 8, for those who live according to the flesh, so they set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit, for to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity. It fights against God, for it is not subject at all to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But we know that the Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please him. Well, we got to know that we 
are a faith children of a faith God and that the faith of God's been given us to you. See, here's my question for you and for me today. Let's go back to what is on our mind. I am the one responsible for what I'm choosing to think and believe. Just because the enemy sends thoughts my way doesn't mean I have to give in. Kenneth E. Hagin said at one time, don't know if you guys have heard of him. If you haven't, I encourage you to look him up, get his material, teaching on YouTube. Uh, the, the man's already ran his race and went home to be with the Lord, but um, a man of God, a, a, a prophet, uh, just an amazing man of God. He said at one time, considering thoughts, he said, I can't keep a bird from flying around my head, but I can keep him from building a nest. See, my friends, thoughts are always going to come. I don't care who you are. If you don't want to deal with them, then you're just going to have to step on over and go to be with the Lord because as long as you're here, that's what the enemy uses. Isn't it funny that when we talk about the armor of God, one of the first things that you're supposed to put on is the helmet of salvation? Well, for what, Nathan? What does that really mean? You're protecting your mind. See, the enemy will come in just like what he did with Eve. What did he do? See, he questioned her identity. If you do this, you'll have, you'll receive, you'll get, you'll become, in other words, like God. And all she had to say was, will you shut up? I've already been made like him. Leave me alone. And he would have had to do exactly that. But see, she didn't know who she was, so he got her to bite the bait. And that's where all, everything came in. See, it's in very important that we know our identity and that there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ, period. In Christ, just period, right there. See, are you in Christ? Yeah, I am, but you don't know. No, I don't care what you've done. I don't care how many times you've done it. The blood speaks louder than your mess up. But when you're in him, that's where you need to be, my friends. See, listen, as a Christian, the enemy has absolutely, absolutely no power, no authority over you, over me anymore, for in Christ. He now comes, though, to play, like I said, these mind games, and he, want, and he wants us to participate in them. That's the thing. But he doesn't have no authority. Because how do I know that? Well, what Jesus said. You can trust those words in red. He said in Luke chapter 10, 19, now you understand that I have imparted to you my authority to trample over his kingdom. He's, his kingdom means Satan's kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Then it says, absolutely nothing will harm you as you walk in this authority. He's going to question your identity, my friends, and we need to know what the word says about us. I find it very funny that it says in Proverbs 23, 7, that for as a man thinks within himself, so is he. So here's my question for you. What are you thinking about yourself? Are you thinking about yourself that you're just a screw up, a mess up, a sinner saved by grace? I'll never get healed. I'm always going to deal with these allergies. I'm always going to deal with this, this sickness and disease that my mom and, and, and her mom and my grandparents and great-grandparents, you know, they always said that it runs in the family. What are you thinking upon? Are you thinking yourself the healed of the Lord or sick? blessed and prosperous to be a blessing to others or poor barely getting by there's more month than what there is paycheck what are you thinking on setting your affections on your time on your focus what are you being more conscious of see if the enemy can get you to think on the death part of everything that he sends he'll beat you but if you always stay in the arena of faith 
you'll beat him every stinking time. See, what are we most aware of is what we are believing. And what we are believing is what we will have. I'll say that one more time. What we are most aware of is what we are believing. And what we are believing is what we will have. See, what are we thinking on and give our attention and focus to? The failures and the mess ups, like I said, or the righteousness that is now our current position. One will bring life and peace. One will bring death. See, the way that we think is tied to what we're believing. The enemy likes to play on fear. True. I mean, surely we would both agree with that, that he he plays on fear. See, fear is what are you going to do with the economy being so bad? Look at the banks going down. What about your money? Look at COVID and how it was killing people. Oh, what are you going to do? Fear, 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 fear. Well, doesn't it say in John 10, 10, that the thief only has one thing in mind and he wants to kill, slaughter, and destroy, but it doesn't stop there. See, Jesus then said, but I've come to give you everything in abundance more than you expect life in its fullness until you overflow. My friends, I want to be on that side of John 10, 10. See, he only has one thing in mind, the enemy does. He wants to steal from you. He wants to kill you, and he wants to destroy you. So again, my question is, for both of us, you and me, what's upon our mind? How big and bad the devil thinks he is, or the greater one lives big on the inside of me, and now I have authority over Satan. See, one will bring fear, and the other will bring faith. Which one do you want? See, if all these mind games are designed to keep you flesh-ruled or death-ruled mindset or way of thinking, it is designed to kill But while thinking on the spirit and the truth of the word and you being in him, it will what? It will produce and bring you life and peace. Life and peace. Listen to what 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5 says. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down arguments and every high thing that what? What? It, what? That it, it, it exalts itself against the knowledge of God. It says right then and there, do something about it. You bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now listen to this in the mirror translation study Bible. I love this. The fact that we are living in a physical world and human bodies of flesh does not mean that we engage in a combat dictated to by the typical strategies of religion and the politics of the day. See, the dynamic of our strategy is revealed in God's ability to disengage mindsets and perceptions that have held people captive in pseudo-fortresses for centuries. Every lofty idea and argument positioned against God's knowledge of us is cast down and exposed to be a mere invention of our own imagination. It says we arrest every, listen to this, it says we arrest every thought at spear point. Anything that could possibly trigger an imposing threat to our redeemed identity and innocence, it's taken captive. The caliber of our weapon is empowered by the revelation of the ultimate consequence of the obedience of Christ. In other words, let me tell you this. If a robber, a thief, comes and you see him walking by in your driveway, by the front window, whatever it is, he he goes to the door. Okay, fine, he's there. He's there, but I can keep him. I can and I will keep him from getting into my home. With what? I'll bring him into subjection to something, maybe that pistol that I have right on my side. Well, Nathan, where did that come from? Well, listen, 
That's no different than the thoughts will come just like that thief will come. But I take those thoughts captive. I bring them into subjection to something. What? Thoughts meet the word. This is what the word says. This is what I believe. Or thief robber, meet my nine. Meet my pistol right here. You won't go any further. We have to have that same mindset. It might sound cheesy, but it gets my attention and it lets me know that's what I need to do with thoughts because those thoughts, just like that thief and that robber, they are designed and they want to kill, steal, and destroy from you. We have to have that mindset. Again, like I said, Kenneth E. Hagen said, I can't keep a bird from flying around my head but I can keep him from building a nest. See, I can't keep a thief from coming into my door, like I just said, but I can keep a thief from coming through the front door of my home. He will be met with my, with my nine locked in on him. The thief might come, but he will not be in control. See, you see, it's the same with our thought life. Like I just said, we have to start looking at where are these thoughts coming from? Where are they originating from? What's the source? Who is sending me these thoughts? Who is behind them? When they bring fear and anxiety, I can tell you who they came from. Every time, they, they, they did not come from God, my friends. They did not come from the Father. They didn't. See, look at Genesis 4-7. Find it funny that it says, God said, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. In other words, Cain was tell, <laughs> Cain, God told Cain to watch out for the sin to rule over it, not let it dominate in him. Why? Because he was out to kill his brother. And we both know how that happens. He went and he did it. He killed him with a rock. But God saw the thoughts coming and sat there and said, sin's lying at the door through your thought life. You better rule over it. If you don't, it'll rule over you. Well, we all know how that happened, and it ruled over him, and he killed his brother, all because of thought. See, when it comes to our own lives and the thoughts and condemnation come, we must be settled in righteousness. Again, it says in Romans 8, 1, therefore there is now no condemnation, no guilty verdict, no punishment, for those who are in Christ Jesus, who believe in him as personal Lord and Savior. Now listen to it in the, in the, in the mirror. I, I, this, this is so good. It says, now the decisive conclusion is this. In Christ, every bit of contemning evidence against us is canceled. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be in Christ, he is a new person, a new creature, a new person altogether. The old person is gone. Behold, the new has come. Now you got to get this settled. The you that you see in the mirror is not the real you. The real you is a spirit on the inside. You possess a soul, your mind, your will, and emotions, and you're housed in a body. That's all. But the real you is not your body. The real you is not your mind. The real you is the spirit being. The person that got born again, that got made just like God in his image and likeness, same righteousness and glory, is your spirit man. That is the man that is filled with God himself. That is the man that never sins, that never fails. He's identical to Jesus by grace, by the blood, by the resurrection. You've been made that way if you've received that. Now listen, in the area of thoughts, I want you to hear something about condemnation. Condemnation will kill you where the sin didn't. Now I'm going to say that again. Think about it. Condemnation will kill you where the sin didn't. 
Think of all the things that you've done in your life, but though you're still here right now listening to this podcast, but think of the times where condemnation swept in so strong that it literally thought it was going to break your heart and take you out, that oppression that came in. And maybe I'm the only one that's dealt with that. I don't know, but I know that it ain't fun. But I find it funny that if you even think of, just think for a minute of Peter. Man, what a man of God. The man closest to Jesus, the one that was defending Jesus, cut a man's ear off that was coming to capture Jesus at night. This man would have given his life for Christ. He, he loved Jesus. He loved him. We can't deny that. But though it's funny that Jesus told him before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Oh, I won't. But we know what happened, and he did. Now, are you telling me that he just went to bed that night just fine and slept, just slept, you know, perfectly sound and it didn't bother him? I guarantee you he wept tears. He cried. He was being agonized in his mind and his heart. What have I done? It hurt him so, so bad. But if he would have let condemnation get to him, the thoughts that came to him, look what you did, you big Jesus lover. Yeah, you don't love Jesus. You just denied him to a little girl. You couldn't even stand up to a little girl, Peter. You know the enemy came in and said that. If he would have allowed that to take root, he would have never introduced the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2 and 3 to the world. And he definitely, in Acts chapter 9, when he got news that Tabitha or Dorcas had died and they sent some people to go get Peter and to come and to raise her, he didn't get there in 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes. I guarantee you on the walk there, on the on the camel ride there, however he got there, I guarantee you the enemy was reminding him again, <laughs> you, you gonna go raise this girl from the dead and you couldn't even stand up to a girl that you denied Jesus on, you could chew faith, man. You ain't going to do nothing. If he would have listened to that, my friends, thoughts, suggestions, ideas that question his authority and his identity, if he would have given in to that, he would have never raised Tabitha from the dead. And if you read, that's exactly what he did. It says, having prayed first, in other words, he turned away from the body. He got his mind right. He turned to the body and spoke. And she got up and he presented her, just like Jesus did. I'm telling you right now, friends, you better find out who you are. You better know who you are. You better be confident and anchored and settled and shored up on who you are because the enemy's going to always do what he's always done. It's the same bite that he throws out there. Condemnation, shame. He's going to throw it out there. He's going to try to get you to question everything. But does it line up with the word? Do those thoughts bring you peace? If they don't, don't bite the bait. If it brings you peace and lines up with the word, you're good to go if it lines up with the word, if it brings you peace. But if it's condemnation and shame and look at you, you're worthless, you're nothing, you'll never amount to nothing, God's mad at you, you'll never get that job, whatever it is. If it came to kill, steal, and destroy, you better trash that thought, my friends. You better trash that thought. You know, I just wanted to give you something uh, on this podcast to think on because here's the thing. You, me, the most popular preacher out there on TV, the preacher out there, a minister that has the biggest crowd in his church, I, I, whatever category you want to find, I don't care what you put the person, the Christian in, thoughts are going to come. What we do with these thoughts will determine how our future is. 
Chew on this this week. Chew on this. Share this. Get it out there. Think on this about when those thoughts come what, and, they, and they're going to produce death. If you think on them and they're negative and they're out to kill, steal, and destroy and you think on them, they're going to produce death. But if you think on the thoughts that are lovely, that are sound, that have a good report, that line up with the word, think on these things, they'll produce life and peace. Seems like this this podcast this time went really quick. We'll come back next week. We'll have some more. Guys, I appreciate you for tuning in to the Anointed and the Appointed Podcast. Again, this is your host, Nathan Gasford. My friends, all I do is I come in and I share from my heart things that are helping me. And my prayer is, I hope it blesses you. Again, this is the Anointed and the Appointed Podcast with your host, host Nathan Gasford. Love you guys. Share this. Get it out there. Tune in for more to come. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.